Well, hello and welcome back for episode 35 of the Past Podcast. I am Jason. Hey there, I'm Derek. And we are glad that you've decided to join us on the path. Um, today we're going to recap uh, Derek's sermon from um, from Sunday where we talked about the first half of Galatians chapter 3. Uh, and then we also have something really fun to share with you. As you can see, if you're watching this on the video, we are shooting on location. If you're listening, guess what? We're shooting on location <laughs> in the Arrowwood kitchen. Um, but we got something fun for you here in just a little bit. But um, Derek, why don't you just take a couple of minutes and tell us what is the handle for us to hold on to from this passage this week. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, it, it's imperative, it, it's important for us uh, from the text to understand that we need to rely on the freedom that is found in Jesus alone. Hmm. Now, how do we do that? One, one of the things we can't do is to try to get busier yeah. with yeah. our... Um, religious acts. Yeah. Uh, we we, we kind of used the law mm-hmm. and said religious rules, right? Yeah. So and I think too, just to sorry to interrupt you, but no, please. I think I think that it's that's almost like a default for us in the church, especially like if you grew up in the church, it's always I got to work harder, yeah. I got to read my Bible more, I got to do this thing, got to read more books or whatever. But that's kind of the default. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do yeah. agree with that. I, well, particularly for myself, sure. Uh, you know, I would say legalism is somehow built into my wiring. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. And that's that's really what this is, to, to label it. I, I, I don't want to label things because I always, in like the message, I want to try to get to the, the core of the text and allow the text to speak and not me just to try to teach you a bunch of less, you know, a bunch of words or yeah. whatever. But I think something like this is helpful to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. You know, legalism is that idea that I can find favor from God by doing things. Yeah. Uh, particularly doing religious things um, in my own strength, though. That's, yeah. that's the thing. And so I, tr- I don't know. I don't know if you could tell or not. I tried to contrast this idea of living out of my own good works and yeah. my own abilities. And I was on my left, everyone else's right of the stage. And then mm-hmm. when I was talking about being free in Christ and being freed by Christ and believing in Christ, I, I went to the other side of, of mm-hmm. the podium or whatever. Um, to visually I, make that separation. I want to make that visual separation because because our default is, okay, so i got to be a better Christian. i got to rely upon Jesus more. What do I do? Yeah. And <laughs> to some extent, it's like, stop. <laughs> yeah. What you got to do is stop. Yeah. Stop relying upon yourself. Stop trying to do it your own so now that in no means means that you can just live whatever way you want to it just means that first receive your freedom Mm -hmm. receive your freedom that christ bought on the cross that's what paul's saying here you know Mm -hmm. he says um um verse 10 for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse Mm -hmm. because it's written everyone who does not do everything written in the book of the lost curse. And basically what Paul is saying is, y'all all cursed. Yeah. If you're trying to fulfill <laughs> right. the law, right. you'll never attain to it. Yeah. Therefore, you're cursed. Yeah. And I think, too, that he, he <clears throat> even, like, he draws, he's trying, it almost seems like he's trying to draw out the absurdity of that line of thought. He's just like, mm-hmm. you guys are fools, man. Like, yeah. who, who tricked you into thinking that this was the way <laughs> you were supposed to do things? Yeah. I mean, he, he's, and he says it again. He's like, 
in verse that's in verse one of chapter three, and then again in verse three, are you so foolish? Like, yeah. do you really yeah. think this is how it works? Yeah. Um, and it's and and I think it's good for it's good for me personally to hear truly the absurdity yeah. of trying to work your way into God's favor. Yeah, and many commentators I read about you know stated this is not Paul saying like you lack the intellect to mm-hmm. figure it out. It's not he doesn't mean foolish in that way. He right. means exactly what you're saying. The absurdity. Yeah. Like it's absurd. You guys are smarter than that. You yeah. should that yeah. you shouldn't go to that because it's so crazy that you would. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um and then he continues on verse eleven. Now it's clear that no one is justified before the before God by the law. So the law is not going to save you. The law is not going to make you justified. Yeah. Um, and it was never intended to. No, it was never. never. It was yeah. only. To, it was really intended to point God's people to understand they needed God. Yeah, they needed God. Right. Um, but then he says, because the law, the righteous will live by faith, um, which I think is Habakkuk too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, uh, he's he's quoting Habakkuk too. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. So he's like, if you're trying to do that, you're going to have to live by it, and you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. But what he's saying, and he's basically like, your curse is basically what he's saying. And then he says, so clearly, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So he's reminding us of the, the tree, the cross. He says, because it's written, curses everyone who's hung on a tree, which is Deuteronomy 21, 23. So he, he, he kind of wraps it all in a pretty bow, verse 14. Yeah. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles, so you Galatians, by Christ Jesus, that we could receive the <clears throat> promised spirit through faith. Or he equates that with belief, mm-hmm. right? Belief yeah. in what Christ did. So I think the handle to hang on to is not you got to do more. Because that would be antithetical to the whole passage. Right. It's really just stop and receive what Christ bought for you. Yeah. Like just receive the freedom. Receive this. This. Mm, yeah. I don't have to do this. Yeah. I don't have to follow a list of religious rules to receive my righteousness. Yeah. Christ bought it. And here's the beautiful thing. We'll see this. Um, once we relish in that and understand it, receive it, the, the crazy thing is, is it will affect yeah. what we do, how we do it. But we can't get the cart before the horse. Right. If we're relying upon ourselves, we're cursed in our own good works because our good works will never yeah. be able to justify us, our ability to keep the law will never justify us. The only thing that will save us is re- relishing and receiving and living in the freedom that we have because of what Christ has done. He freed us from the curse by becoming a curse for us. Yeah. It's all about the cross. And so we we sit and just stop and just thank Him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to, to your point that you made in the sermon was that for us to say, it, it's almost like we're saying in effect, yeah, yeah no, Jesus, I'm, I'm glad you died on the cross and everything, but I've got to do this too. And uh-huh. it's like we're saying that Jesus' death on the cross was not enough to, yeah. to save us that yeah it was a part of it but I've got to add this part too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is not the gospel <laughs> that is not, mm-hmm. no. it's not what the gospel no. says and so um, so I think it's 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 so good to hear 
you say and to remind us again, just like Scripture says here, that just stop. Like that, yeah. it, that sounds so simple. It almost sounds like, well, that's not a handle to hold on to. Come on, <laughs> yeah. man. No. It's like, yeah, no, that is the handle. <laughs> the handle quit, is Christ. <laughs> quit doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like it's not ever going to work. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's such a great point. So. Yeah, and there's something that happens, and the Holy Spirit does this. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's something you can't do. That's the thing. Um, but once you finally just live in and breathe in the freedom that's in Christ, mm-hmm. Your life will be completely changed. It doesn't yeah. mean to say that you're, you're not going to sin anymore. You're not going to try to do things in your own strength sure. anymore. Yeah. We will. We will. Yeah. And to which again we'll have to say, stop. Jesus did it. Yeah. Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that's where it comes into. We've we've mentioned this before. The whole like you preach yourself the gospel. Preach mm-hmm. the gospel to yourself. Yeah. Every day. Yes. It's not. Again, the, the gospel is not the diving board that you jump off of the pool into. Mm-hmm. The gospel is the pool. Yeah. And you want to swim deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And you have to keep jumping into that pool mm-hmm. every day, every yeah. day, every day uh, to remind yourself of that. Because you're right. The, the default, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. is to go back and let, let me try to work myself into yeah. this. So. Yeah. And I would say, use the analogy of the pool, it's, you know, Scripture paints a great picture that we should be saturated with mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. Saturated with the fact that Christ did it all, we couldn't have done it. Yes, you know, just soaking it in like a sponge. Yeah. You know, um, be filled. Ephesians five eighteen. Be mm-hmm. not drunk with wine, but be filled with the mm-hmm. Spirit. So, and what that means is a continual filling. Yeah. So constantly be being filled. Constantly be being filled. Yeah. How do we get filled with the Spirit? We rest in His promises. Mm-hmm. We trust in Christ. And we saturate ourselves with that. Yeah. So that's why, you know, when we did the back to the, the uh, back to the start series, I don't want to just say, "Hey, get back to your basics and just read your Bible more." <laughs> yeah. Because that can again be a legalistic pursuit. Yeah. No, God speaks through His Word, and so we should want to hear it and saturate ourselves with it. Right. And it's this this little if you think about it, it's this nuance, right? This right. Small right. nuance, and the the line between legalism and <laughs> And and faith can often be just kind of a sliver, but it's it makes such a huge difference, yeah. you know. Yeah, because there there is a there's a discipline aspect to it. Absolutely, you do have to be disciplined, and you have to keep going back. And sometimes, some days, you have to make yourself yeah. go back to the word. But but yeah, it's that it's that mindset of am I doing this because I think it's going to earn me favor, or am I doing this because God's placed a desire in me to want more of Him? Right, right. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for that handle. We appreciate yeah. that. So we're going to uh, transition now. So um, in case you didn't know, this past week's been an extremely busy week at uh, Lafayette First Baptist. We, we did a little renovation of our sanctuary, some new lights and sound and, and all kinds of stuff. You say it like it was like, just, oh, it was a little. <laughs> yeah, it was. It took all week. It was yeah. six full days. Well, it was more than six full days yeah, yeah, yeah. of like 12 plus hour work days. Yeah. But uh, it was a huge project, but there's nothing that I like to do at the end of a busy week <laughs> more than make some homemade cookies. There we go. I mean, yeah. I know that you feel the same way. Absolutely. And um, so today, we want to share our favorite cookie recipes with you. Um, and we're gonna I'm gonna let Derek and uh, we actually have our better halves here with us because. Um, we're not bakers. I'm not. I mean, not. I know I, I could be mistaken for a baker sometimes, <laughs> but 
We're not bakers. I like to eat desserts. Yes. But I don't make them. I, I cook other foods. Yeah. So Kim and I have an arrangement that she bakes all the things and I eat all the there things. There you go. Yeah. So that's that's the arrangement that we have. And so um, we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna let Derek and Allison share their favorite cookie recipe with you first. Uh, and then um, Kim and I are going to share our favorite recipe, but um, hopefully you'll love them too, just as much as we do. And uh, we're looking forward to sharing them with you. All right. Well, I'm here and Allison is the baker in our house because I cook the other stuff, but she loves to bake and does an awesome job. This is one of our new favorites uh, and it's become our go-to. It's uh, one we found during... Um, the coronavirus quarantine, right? So, um, we uh, are big Disney fans, and Allison was following a blog or something. Do you remember how you found it? Scroll on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Where, uh, while Disney was closed, the Disney what hotel? Is it the Grand, Grand Floridian? Mm -hmm. So, the Grand Floridian at Disney released their famous uh, chocolate chip cookie recipe. So Allison has tried for a long time to perfect a chocolate chip cookie. And, That's always uh, been my mom's mission to find the perfect chocolate chip cookie, either not one that goes flat, but or not one that's too floury in their flavor, or yeah. one that's too crunchy. And so we finally found one that we really, really like. Yeah. And so we've made it way too many times. <laughs> we have during quarantine, uh, and during COVID, we've put a, a quite a bit of pounds on because of the, uh, or at least I have, of, on the, um, because of the cookies, uh, these cookies. So they're great. Uh, so Allison, walk us through what we need to do. You've combined some things together already, right? All right, you start with your dry ingredients, and I just went ahead and put them in my bowl. And you actually sift them as you put them in. So this is two and a half cups flour and a teaspoon of baking soda and a half a teaspoon of salt, just all sifted together. And I have to I have to just make sure you have to preheat the oven. So we already did that, preheated to 330. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting temperature. Um, and then next you go to your wet ingredients. And actually I should have made sure these were so warmer. We can, we can make them soft now if you want to. We stick them in the microwave? Yeah, let's go for it. Take a break and come back. Yeah, does that have to go in first? <laughs> what? Does that have to go in first? We'll just keep talking. Does the butter go in first? Does it have to go in first? I don't know. I it's don't all know. the wet ingredients together. So okay. you can go ahead and put the brown sugar. All right. So how much brown sugar do we have here? It's a cup of brown sugar. A cup of brown sugar. Firmly Nicely, firmly mm -hmm. packed already. So that goes into the wet ingredients. And uh, eggs. Can I put those in? No. Nope. Next is the powdered sugar. Cannot put the eggs in yet. <laughs> no, it's not time for the eggs. <laughs> Next is powdered sugar. Okay. That's what's interesting about this recipe. There's no granulated sugar. It's all brown sugar and powdered sugar. All right. So that's three-fourths of a cup. Disney's secret, three-fourths mm -hmm. of a cup. Yes. Eggs now? No. no. Okay. Next no is the room temperature butter, which we didn't leave out quite long enough. So hence the microwave. Yeah, and this is better than uh, what the last time or the time before the last that we cooked these, and we didn't leave it out and we put it in the microwave and forgot about it and made a big mess. So. <laughs> I've learned okay. never walk away from the microwave. Yes. What's What's next? What okay. Next? So now we just have to blend it all together, beat it all together. Okay. So the wet goes together now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna put that in our mixer. The last thing you wanna do is turn your back to the camera, but I just did that. So. 
Um, okay. I was about to say, do you even know how to use the mixer? I, 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 I <laughs> Derek, right. Derek can cook some excellent chicken and steak <laughs> and all those manly things. When it comes to anything with a mixer, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Let me just move out of the way. All right, so we've combined our wet ingredients, but Allison says there is something specific you have to do. Tell us about that. Look, I don't know why, Derek, <laughs> but the recipe says to add one egg at a time while it's mixing. Okay. So that's what I do. Derek was really anxious to throw the eggs in. Yeah. I told him he had to wait. So, I mean, yeah, there's a very specific way of how you have to do this. But, it's worked every time, so why mess with perfection? That's why you don't question it, you just yeah, do it. Sure. Put our second egg in. You want to scrape the bowl or you want me to handle that? Oh, you're good. I'm, I'm going to be the egg man. <laughs> Alright, now we're adding pure vanilla extract, right? And it has to be pure vanilla extract, right? I have heard that makes better cookies. Okay, cool. So I always buy the expensive. How many? How much? Two teaspoons. Two teaspoons. Mm -hmm. All right. One, two. One, two. What's next? Mix some more. Mix some more. All right. You did all the mixing in. Oh, you turned it off. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, you get all the mixing done with just the wet ingredients because once you add your flour, you want the the least mixing possible. Just okay. mix it in Okay. Now our pre-mixed dry ingredients are being added. Mm -hmm. We'll let Allison do that also so I don't mess it up. <laughs> it's just a little at a time. Okay. Alright, this is my favorite part. We're going to add chocolate chips. How many? The whole bag. The whole bag. How big's the bag? 12 ounces. 12 ounces. Nice. Are they semi-sweet? They are. We dropped one. <laughs> I was just going to get it in just a second, but they threw me under the bus. <laughs> Alright, so you just mix that up. Yeah, as soon as those are mixed in, you're all ready to go. Literally, that's it, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got the, the chocolate chip that fell on Thanks. <laughs> this floor was clean recently. Oh, okay. so <laughs> A mess in Jason and Kim's kitchen. It's okay. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we just put those on the sheets, right? Now? Yes, and, and we have sheets. two choices. But one thing that makes Derek's, I guess, makes these Derek's favorite cookies is that I use the giant scoop. Yes. You can yeah. use the nice little scoop and make regular size mm -hmm. cookies, but part of the fun is What's that the these are giant yeah. and it makes them nice and thick and yeah. chewy. So it's one. a big scoop. Ta da! Nice. Mmm. I can taste it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is. You know it's a good size. This is cookie. not made for a lefty. Mm -hmm. I have yet to find one made for a lefty. You, you know it's a good cookie when you, you can only fit five on one pan. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure that's how big they are at Disney though, right? And Disney makes everything bigger, so. Probably. Sure. 
Have y'all ever had the Grand Floridian uh, cookie? We have not in person, no. I was going to say, we've never even been to the Grand Floridian, so I have no idea if these taste anything like I mean, as what they taste like that, in Disney. But we have to try that. We should just we've enjoyed field trip. Yeah, yeah. field trip. Speaking we've of on location filming, yes. <laughs> we needed a taste test. Research trip. That's right. <laughs> All right, so you just pop those in the oven, right? Uh, you do. How long do they take? All right, typically. 16 minutes. 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll show them to you when we're done. All right, so we have taken ours out of the oven. They're done. We're about to put them on the cooling rack. Uh, are you able to see that from yeah. that angle? All yeah. right, so there they are. And let me get you real close here. That's a, that's a hot pan there. Mm -hmm. Look how <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just want to sink my teeth in. Yeah, I know our favorite part is when you break them in half and they're just nice and thick. Mm. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, but sure. Yeah. This just turned into a wedding video. <laughs> You're gonna shove a hot cookie in my mouth. It's not that hot, man. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Your favorite part is medium. It is my favorite part. <laughs> Alright. They're always best when they're warm. Alright, so the cookies that we are gonna make uh, are called jamborees. And uh, Kim, why don't you tell why we love jamboree so much. They're tasty. Valid point, but um, like this is a this is a cookie from your childhood, yes, right? So is. tell us about that. Mom would always make it at Christmas, and she got it from her mom. And um, I make mom makes them a little smaller, and so I've started making them smaller. Probably not as small as mom does because I'm impatient. Um, but um, small cookies you can eat more, and they're yeah. delicious. So, I, yeah. I think that's a valid point, yeah. And so jamborees, as you may imagine, they involve some jam. Um, and historically, they've were they involved historically. historically in the history of your family. <laughs> Traditionally, our family uses apricot jam, so yeah. people usually don't. Um, they'll bite into it. They don't like. Eh. I mean, it tastes fine, but they're like, I don't know that flavor exactly. Yeah. Um, and so apricots. Um, that's it. Yeah, they're good. And um, you can feel free to substitute whatever jam you want. They're not going to be as good, but that's okay. You can substitute whatever you want. Yep. It's not like apricot. So, Kim, um, tell us about how we make jamborees. Okay. So, it's pretty easy. Um, I tend to cook by scale because I don't dirty as many things and I'm lazy. So, <laughs> um, to, so I, need a, I need a cup and a quarter of... Um, Butter. Butter. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to throw that, just that half in. I'll be I'll be COVID friendly and not use my fingers. Appreciate that. There we go. Thank you. So I'm gonna zero my scale. So I have the butter in there, and now I need um, 200 grams of sugar, which is one cup. It makes a lot of cookies. I know that sounds like a lot um, of sugar, but it does make a lot of cookies. Yeah, but so so Kim, in case you didn't know, is a chemist. She has a master's degree in organic chemistry, and so this is this lets Kim's inner chemist come out when we don't have a laboratory. Um, yeah, that was close. Yes. Nice. Almost on the nose. Very good. Well, that extra two grams of sugar is probably going to throw the recipe completely off. Yes. So. It is not. Um, mm -hmm. And so the next step is. Um, to whisk it for a really long time, make it really, really fluffy and creamy, mm -hmm. and so I'm not going to torture you by yeah. letting you listen. But to this that. is a really important step because if you don't get it super creamy and fluffy, the cookies do not come out right. So it's a very important step. 
All right, so here we are three hours later after we've creamed our butter to yeah. make sure it's nice and fluffy. It's nice and fluffy, a really light color. No, not really. It took like like five minutes of just like constant in there. But it's nice and fluffy. That's an important step. Don't skip it because yep. your cookies will be flat if you don't. So will you, no, not that one. I need the eggs and then the vanilla. Okay, so two eggs going in. Yep. Um, at the Arrowwood House, we do a lot of baking. Um, and so we actually make our own vanilla because it's a lot cheaper. We make it by the handle. Um, so if you ever see us walking out of Costco with a vodka bottle, Not it's here. because we're making vanilla, we promise. Um, but you just put vanilla beans in a bottle of alcohol because vanillin is an alcohol-soluble compound. See, I learned something from my chemist wife here. Yeah. And it saves us money because a giant bottle of vodka is a lot cheaper than a giant bottle of vanilla. So. And it smells wonderful and you can give it as gifts. So. That's true. Um, but, but for real, like if you do a lot of baking, vanilla is expensive. Um, and this is a ridiculous amount. Two tablespoons. Mm -hmm. Crazy amount. So two eggs, two tablespoons of vanilla, and back on the mixer. Yep. All right, so your eggs and your vanilla are incorporated yes. into your butter and sugar. So what's next? Three cups of flour, which is 435 grams. Mm -hmm. So I'll be here for a minute. So you let, you let, the, uh, you let the scale do the walk-in for you. And that's okay. So um, you said that these cookies were Christmas time cookies for you growing up, and some breaking tradition, right? We're breaking tr breaking tradition, but you know it's a new day, you know. So and that's okay. Four thirty-five on the nose, very nice. Um, but what like do these cookies make you think of anything? Like do you get nostalgic when you when you make these cookies? Um, half a teaspoon of salt. Um, I mean. I think, about my, I think about my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no like I thought there was going to be more to that. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm terrible. All right, so flour is all incorporated, and now what do we do to make these cookies? Now we roll them into balls. Roll them into little balls. Yep. So that's probably a little too big, but it's no science, right? So you just make little balls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've as already done all, all the science the, part. As long as they're all relatively even, they're gonna cook in a uniform fashion and be great. So this is where lots of little hands come in helpful. It makes the job go faster. They do spread a good bit, so you wanna not get them too close. Cool. So we'll roll out a pan of cookie balls here. All right, so we got a whole pan of cookie balls. What's next? We have to gently wet our finger, and this is a good kid thing because mm -hmm. they have little fingers, and if you have fingernails, it's a little annoying. But you make a little thumbprint in them, and so if you no, but sticking, that was your index finger. I know. So my thumb is too work? big. If you do bigger cookies, you can do your thumb. Okay, so um, you do an index print is what yeah. you meant to say. Okay. But if okay. your fingers stick in, just use a little bit of water, and it'll be fine. So you make a bunch of little okay. holes. And as Kim's making holes, you then take, um, it's good if you have like little tiny spoons. We have these tiny spoons. Yeah, so like leftover baby spoons. Yeah, and in each little hole, you put a little dollop of the jam. Yep, but try to keep it like on the cookie because if you don't, it'll burn. Yeah, if it runs off the cookie. You want to use the, the little hole, the, the dot that you made as sort of a reservoir. 
to hold the jam. Sometimes Seriously, you have to come on, nudge bro. it with your finger. Well, I was trying to stay clean for camera, so I apologize. But yeah, so this is fun. We we typically do this as a family, um, making cookies together. Yep. As as families do. Yep. Yeah. And my side will argue about whether or not they should have uh, like chopped. Nuts. Chopped nuts, it's yeah. Either like pecans or walnuts on top. Um, I'm a fan of n no nuts on it. Yeah. Really? My bad. Out of bounds there. So once all of your little dollops are filled, we go into a preheated oven that was preheated to 375 degrees. I just wash my hands. Okay. 375 degrees for how long? How long do these cook? Oh, until they're done. <laughs> cook until they're done. Yeah. It's hard because uh, since I've changed the recipe to make smaller ones, um, so probably probably start about eight minutes. So cook until they're golden brown and delicious. They're not going to get golden brown. You don't want them golden brown. Cook them until they're just delicious then. Yes. Okay. You gotcha. can check the bottom. Like if you want to take a little spatula, make sure the bottom's done, but you don't want them to get, they're not going to brown. All right. Well, we'll show you what they look like here in just a minute. All right, so the cookies are fresh out of the oven and they look like this, golden brown, not golden brown, but just golden and yeah. delicious. So the bottoms are just- Just a little yeah, bit but done. they're set. They're not, they don't have any- Yeah. What, one thing to remember things. though, is that when these first come out of the oven, that jam is lava hot. And so don't try to like shove these straight in your mouth out of the oven, because you'll regret that. We just had an earthquake here. That was crazy. Um, you'll have, you'll have, you'll, you will regret that. So, um, but yeah, so this is our favorite cookie recipe. We're glad we could share it with you. Yeah, enjoy guys. So these are just a couple of our favorite cookie recipes. We hope that you'll like them too. We will uh, post the recipe in the notes uh, for the podcast and so you can make them at your house. And we would love to know what's your favorite cookie. I mean, yeah. maybe we've not found our favorite cookie yet and we don't realize it. And maybe you've got the recipe. We'd love to hear it. So you can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life. Um, we would happily take those cookie recipes yeah. um, and, and try them out. Um, but thanks for joining us. Until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we will see you next time as we continue down the path. <laughs>